I am unashamed. What about you? So welcome back to Unashamed. Still got Zach in the house. Still here. Yeah. Oh, this was, I couldn't have planned this any better. Because I knew, because what y'all don't realize is I know that when I'm away, not only do the cats play, but they make fun of the cat away. <laughs> so I thought it, all, was, it was suggested by one of the three of us, Jays, on the podcast, one of the podcasts you weren't here, that we just spend the whole podcast throwing you under the bus. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good roast with gravy? We roasted Willie. So yeah. I knew. So I, I took that as an attack. And I didn't know y'all were going to do it, but a little birdie told me that's exactly what y'all did. It was just, See, oh. Jace doesn't listen to the podcast, but he, he knows people. That yeah, he's got people. He's got I actually people. never listened to a podcast. So I came up with a way. I said, well, how can I get them? And I was going to wait until this podcast to do it. It was a trap. And I tested it with Missy, which did not go well. <laughs> Shocker. So for all of you tight-fisted people who doesn't, pay for bonus time who don't who don't pay did i say doesn't who doesn't yeah who does not who do not yeah who do not who don't pay for bonus time thank you mr <laughs> grammatical genius i only hope to have your grammatical your acumen english i'm sorry it's prowess i couldn't let it slide. how many languages do you speak uh, a lot yeah i'm telling you but the language of love is the one he yeah. speaks the best. But thank you for that correction. Well, your dad was right behind me. Yeah. And the yeah. master's degree I have two English. people that correct my grammar, Missy and Zach. My <laughs> wife and, and sometimes my dad. Every once in a while, dad will throw it. Yeah, he does. Well, Phil actually is qualified. Okay. He has a major in English, right, Phil? Or was it a minor? Minor. Minor. Kinesiology. Most of them went with history, but. There was so much crap being <laughs> expounded on in history. I said, get me out of history. I don't want to hear more anymore thank history. You for There's that. a word. He probably you know. offended a few people. But look, think of the alternatives on what he could have said. So, so what was your degree in, Zach, by the way? Business. Business. Oh, okay. That, okay. Makes, that sense. makes sense. Business. Well, you know what my degree was in? What's that? Street smart. Okay, come on. <laughs> so uh, he tried health and golf, just didn't work for didn't work out. But the major school teachers of my generation, mid early sixties, yeah, never did I realize that now they would be put in jail. What does that mean, Phil? They would jail them for what they teach. Would they? Oh, like not not back then. They would now jail you if you were if you taught school like we were taught in college. Well, they they would these, put you in jail now. What were these subjects, y'all? Were... Well, that, you know, I, I name the subject. There were no. Oh, because you're they, saying in the politically correct world. That's right. Oh well, half the shows that were running <laughs> thirty years ago would never make it. I mean, yeah. shows like Seinfeld. And yeah, it couldn't be made now. No, no you can't. The office. Yeah. That's the way with school teachers. They right. can't function so, anymore. To like finish, Saturday Night Live was funny. You know, you couldn't even do those. Took bits. them sixty years, but they they got him. So to finish my thought, I came up with this idea because I was reading Mark eleven. We're we're here in the last week of Jesus. And last podcast, we had, you know, if you had a week to live, what would you do? Well, it wouldn't be as good as what Jesus pulled off right. because that changed the world. But I thought about this, I thought was clever, on the reason 
people have a hard time embracing Jesus or understand why he had to die or recognizing Jesus as king because he's riding a colt. He doesn't have anything. And so I just couldn't I couldn't wait for it. And so in the bonus time, I asked y'all the question. I said, who is the richest man in the history of the world? So this is a replay for you who didn't have the bonus footage, which is a good reason why you should actually be a part of the bonus footage. You get to see the roasting that came back. In real, and come real back. Time. and yeah. I got stoned by a wasp in yeah, overtime right. on a past episode. So Zach went with Solomon. Excellent choice. Phil went with Job, which was an interesting pick, but I see why he did it. Because in his day, he was the richest man in but his Al went current. Al went with the most zeros, which was Bezos, which is... I was thinking inflated dollars. Which I would have thought Elon Musk would have made an appearance, but no. So y'all fell for the trap. Missy actually said Bezos, but what was priceless is my two English consultants, <laughs> they had the same response when I said, well... The richest man in the history of the world was Jesus. Zach, I roll. Missy, I roll. Well, yeah. But then when they heard my Thank point. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Then when they heard my point, which was awesome, they said, okay, that was a good point. Because what my point was, we don't think of Jesus as the richest man ever because he had nothing. He owned everything. But had nothing. And I went through the things that he borrowed. He borrowed the coat. Yeah. He borrowed the upper room. He had to borrow boats to preach from. Mm -hmm. He borrowed food. Now, really, the only thing they had when he died to, to, to steal from him was what he was wearing. And yeah. what did he borrow when he died? A grave. A grave, yeah. So uh, all these things... But he, but he really only rented it because he knew he wasn't going to be in there long. There you go. Well, exactly. And and he returned everything 100 times. It was a short-term rental. A short-term yeah. rental. short-term rental. So part, Joseph of Arimathea still wound up in that hole, but Jesus didn't stay but there. The main thrust of the point was that's, that's the reason I think we miss. Jesus was a different kind of king. He was, he's God in human form. He was a man. Because you think, well, he wasn't a man. No, he became a man. He's the richest man ever visited. But then it makes sense of all those verses when he says, uh, you know, him being rich, but he became poor for us. He he owned everything but possessed nothing, but he did it for us. And it was all in response to that, that and phrase you know, that it, I found. It's amazing, Jace, because I've always looked at that from the perspective of what we gained from seeing God in flesh. You know, by seeing Jesus, we see the the Godhead in flesh, mm -hmm. but I never thought about it until Dad's Dad preached a lesson about the supremacy of Christ at our church out of Colossians one and two, and I never thought about what God gained from becoming one of us, because to empty Himself the way He did, and to then have the human experience, I mean that from from His perspective, that's another answer to the question of why did Jesus have to die? Why did He have to come here? Why did He have to die? Mm -hmm. he, he wanted to experience us in the way we are as well. Cause those Hebrew writer said he was made like us in every way. And dad, when you did that, the resume of Jesus mm -hmm. lesson, I never really had thought about what it was like for Jesus to be a human being from his perspective, yep. which was yep. very powerful and what yep. he gained in from humanity. So again, and it, and it had to happen the way it happened. Having nothing but possessing everything. That's, that's the Jesus which is which is why I, 
which is why I think, Jace, when he did come here, he just thought, I'm not going to own anything. <laughs> no, and that's why when you go back to the rich young ruler that led to this, well, it makes more sense when you're looking at it from that perspective. That's right. It's like, well, he gave up everything. And so it was all in response to this quote I found. I'll repeat it. This is where we left off uh, last podcast that I had read this somewhere that sin is a servant putting themselves as king and salvation is the king putting himself as a servant. That's good. Which is, it's moving, it's powerful, but it makes sense that when you have this, what we deemed as the triumphal entry, well, most people who are, who, who are not in love with Jesus thinks that this is ridiculous. Right. A bunch of poor people with some palm tree, you know, mm-hmm. saying, Laying oh, their cloaks on the laying, ground. And you know. putting the cloaks on the donkey. And when in reality, uh, you know, thinking a king is going to come in and conquer nations. But and, you know, we didn't mention battles. this on the last podcast, Chase, but that's a great point because when you, this word triumph, when you look back, it goes back to the Roman processionals when they would come in. Look, we and, have no banners here. They don't have drums and... I mean, those you know, were huge productions, look, you know. Where's Jesus' bodyguards? Yeah. You know, it, this, where's the chariots? <laughs> it's almost like a spoof yep. on kings and kingdoms. That's it. And in reality, in retrospect, after day eight of this week, they're going to go back and say, you know what? This is the king. This is the son of God. But it's not until chapter 15 do we get somebody to connect the dots, and it happened to be an actual non-Jew. The Roman, yes. Yeah, who said, this is Mark 15 and verse 39, after Jesus died, when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the Son of God. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's amazing. There's a reference to um, you know the list for you do that Zach the list of uh, attributes of servants of God as servants of God. You say, boy, uh, you want me to start following Jesus? Yeah, we commend ourselves in every way. Great endurance. You're gonna need some endurance in troubles. You say, is that coming my way? Yeah. Hardships, yeah, that's what it means to be a servant of God. Distresses, yeah, that's what it means to be a servant of God. Beatings, that's what it means to be a servant of God, to death, by the way. Imprisonments, rats, hard work, sleepless nights, hunger, impurity, understanding, patience and kindness and the Holy Spirit and sincere love and truthful speech and the power of God. Weapons of righteousness in the right hand and the left through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors. You want some of that? Follow Jesus. You'll get it. Known yet regarded as unknown. Yeah, they'll do that. Dying yet we live on. Beaten yet not killed. (laughs) Sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Poor yet making many rich. Having nothing and possessing everything. There's a, a little glimpse of what it'll be like to come to Jesus. Y'all ready for that out there in the United States of America or what? <laughs> or you're sitting on the side of your chair saying, that's someone I need to start following. Where was that? Dad? That's going to take care of all my troubles. <laughs> I think that's going to work that. Where was that? What passage was that? That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. God was, I mean, uh, the Apostle Paul was speaking to God's fellow workers and he was urging them 
not to receive God's grace in vain. Yeah, that's good. Look, this whole thing about, well, how come I still got troubles? Because you're working with troubled individuals that are surrounding you by the millions, and it's always been that way. I agree. Where's Jesus in whatever country does for this and that and other politics? They all dance all the way around it. By the way, in the last election, I never heard coming out of the Republicans or the Democrats, not one word. The word is Jesus. I never heard anybody mention Jesus and all of the hollering in the elections and they can't count them, can't count the now we're looking at who won, who I never heard anybody say a word about Jesus. It just kind of struck me. I said, you know what? You don't hear anything about him because they don't know who he is. Mm. Either side, in my humble opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. That rant was brought to you by. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Just saying. No, I agree. I agree. That was a good rant. Well, do you want me to read? Immortality comes. It's tough, tough, tough gig, Al. That's exactly right. And I thought about that every time you read that. I think about what Jesus said about Paul. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Yeah, suffering's a a big part of it. It's a big part of it. Well, that was the point we made about God, uh, he chose to save us through weakness, not, you know, our strength. So that's it. And you get into this this entry of Jesus that we're in right now. I mean, that's the thing. You'll misread it if you look at it as just as what they say, triumphal entry. That's not really what's happening, though. No, it's a humble entry. I mean, there is a reference in 2 Kings 9 of... Kind of uh, uh, another uh, who was it? Uh, Jehoshaphat, um, his son, that was made the king, I believe, and it, and that they put the clothes on the ground under yep. his feet and they did all that. Yeah, that's the quote that they're doing from. Yeah, yeah. It, let's uh, let's take a break. So we've got a kind of a fun idea uh, to to give during the holiday season to people that kind of have everything, and so you're trying to give something unique. One of our sponsors is a is a group called Established Titles, and it's kind of a fun and novel way to do something good to preserve woodlands, which we're all about around the world, including Scotland, and also to plant trees uh, around the world, which are, are two good things. It's a project that's based on historic Scottish customs where landowners are referred to to as lords and ladies. So title packs give you at least one square foot of dedicated land with a unique plot number on a private estate in Edelston, Scotland. You get an official certificate. It's a crest. So you can give this to every time uh, there's an order placed, they're going to plant a tree. Uh, They've got a couple of global charities, one tree planted and trees for the future. It's a lot of fun. So I want you to check these guys out. It makes an amazing last minute gift. Established Titles is actually running a massive Black Friday sale right now. Plus, if you use the code Phil, you get an additional 10% off. Go to EstablishedTitles.com slash Phil to get your gifts now and help support the channel. No, that's a great point, because if you think about it, the triumphal entry was when they stuck their head in that hole in the ground, and the clothes were laying there, and then he shows up. Yeah. Now, that's the triumphal entry. I mean, Jesus he Christ, came back from the, the Savior of the world, we can say with a smile, came riding up on a donkey. Yeah. If you just look at it from the redneck world, you're saying, and guess that what? is scalding the whole bunch. <laughs> that had never been ridden. 
That it, well, that's think right. about that. Uh, think about the point. implications. I thought I when I read yeah. that, Jay's, well, what you were talking about a while ago, and the revival with on the donkey, I said, that is my kind of man. Yeah, yeah I, read, I read up on this. Because he got oh, your raw power, telling. created the cosmos. He come riding up on that donkey. Somebody said, well, it looked like he'd have ordered like a, you know, like a least of some fine looking animals, you know. The Arabian, Arabian stallion. Yeah. They, this is a no, different. He come riding up on a donkey, probably uh, sitting on the side like that. This is a different kind of kingdom, but I want to remind you, it was the kingdom that would crush all kingdoms and it itself will endure forever. That's Daniel too. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. You. I'm not sure that this entry was. I, I'm, I'm not sure if it was actually humble. I mean, it was humble, but I, I do think it was a. Oh, it was humble. I mean, it was, a, but I think it was a proclamation of his kingship. I think that, well, that it was. But I'm getting that. As from, a I want to read the 21. Matthew 21 says they took this took place 21:4 to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, and this is. Zechariah 9, say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt. Yep. The full of, I mean, I'm just, that, that word gentle is yeah. what I was. Not having a weapon. Well, right. Think and, about and it. Not, not being able to function on a battleground. It yeah. wasn't like they all had weapons and the drums. Yeah. And, oh, but I think know. that <gasps> they thought. No weapons <gasps> needed. <gasps> but, I know, think when they, but when they saw him, though, I, th I think in this moment, most of the people that are witnessing this, they're thinking, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, this is about to go down. Like but political kings. No, 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 I agree. Because why? What had just happened? He had just raised a dead man from the ground. Yeah. Lazarus. And they and he's been going over there. They've He'd been right in there, no matter hey, what he wanted. They were having parties every night after that. He keeps going back there. They yeah. keep going back. All the people are excited. He's already showed them that he can replicate food or reproduce food, however, you, however you want to do it. He can cast out spirits. He can heal any disease. Therefore, any kind of injury that would happen on the battlefield, he'd put. Now he can raise the dead, so you can't starve us. You actually just can't kill us. Yeah. So guess what? Just for fun, I guess he just wants to ride a donkey. Plus, all that good <laughs> medicine you're talking about, the power of a disease and all that, you say, come down to a person riding along on a donkey. You said, he created the, the cosmos. But think about it, though. <clears throat> the richest man in the world. In real, oh, yeah. In real time, though, all this support, all the praise, all the hosannas evaporates when they see him hanging on the cross. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. exactly. I mean, all of a sudden it's well, like, well, so much for that. I guess that didn't and work out. And as we go through this, you'll understand why, because this, it, it's, it's just a hard thing to wrap your head around. That's what right. was you going to say about the, uh, the donkey? Yeah, or let, should, you might read it. Yeah. Read it. I mean, I think we've been, uh, what one of the soldiers say, it, Jace, while you're there, one of the soldiers just kind of watching the whole thing. He said, you know, surely this was, I think that guy was the son of God. I, I, yeah. I, I think he. That he should have, have said, him. "Watch out!" Which was the, <laughs> watch out. Which is yeah. interesting that our, it was a, a Roman soldier was the first person. Yeah. Post. I think that's an accident. Yeah. Just no, watching. Don't. Just yeah. watching it all unfold. He was yeah. like, ah. "You know what that means? 
it's hard to buck your tradi- traditions. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, you know, and you, you know, we get, get into up, traditions. You know, come out of the grave if you want to. I mean, yeah, I can't, can't, he saved others. He can't save himself. That old soldier looking around saying, you know. It's hard to be open-minded when you have baggage. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to pour new wine into old wines. Be careful, be careful where you put your loyalty. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, oh, yeah. th- I'm thankful for my father that early on in my life, I mean, I don't have a lot of theological loyalty, you know, because we left, we left the church that we were in, the denomination, when I was 12, and we were rethinking everything, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that my, so I don't feel like, I, I really don't feel tied to any particular creedal, creedal system to the point where I, I got to defend this to the end. You know no, what I mean? I'm saying, like, no, I had that same thing happen. I was in my 20s, and I was like, you know, there's a lot of these churches that have way more in common, and I meant specifically a focus on Jesus than I thought. Yeah. And so the splintered division of churches that happen in America, and I think it's more just comes out of this. You got to remember, this this country is the most individualistic society I think that's ever been on the planet. Yeah. I mean, it's basically... My rights, my yeah, yeah, me. It's all about me, and <clears throat> oh, so. Yeah. But back in the Jewish day, they were so tied to their families. Yeah, one one member yeah. of the family messes up. Well, that's on everybody in the family. They're yeah. they're saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Plus, whoa. you got you were so tied into the synagogues, temple system, and so you remember the John nine when the kid who was born blind, and then he grew, grows up. And Jesus heals them, and they're like, "We don't know what," because they were so afraid of being yeah. kicked out of the system. Oh yeah, you know, it just totally had their thinking. Where their their now sight, son, he could see. It's like we ignore that because we're so locked into the system. We're so That's, afraid. It's, it's why the, this whole Matthew, Mark, <clears throat> these gospels that are talking about the coming of the kingdom. It's why they do have implications for us because we may not be, you know. Uh, running the synagogue, you know, but we still have our own version of that that we tie into. And then we're like, oh, we got to make sure we, and if I say that, you, and like we have our own systems that we think are. Think about so- it, it almost begins to be a big power play with the rejects and the misfits. Yeah. I mean, you're like, this is the kingdom of <laughs> misfits and rejects. Well, it's, Who wants it, in? Everybody yeah. in the world. Well, somebody the other day well, told me, they, you talk about the populist uprising in America right now, and, and I was like, well, you know, populism you got to be careful with because, you know, the French Revolution happened as a result of, of a populist uprising, and that didn't turn out very well. Well, yeah. the people that, the popular people that began it, all got killed by the next. <laughs> yeah, because it was because it was based in man, That's and it was based. Like, but but what Jesus is building here, it kind of really is like a real populist uprising, like like something that would really work because it's rooted in the Imago Dei. It's rooted in an upside down kingdom where little people matter, where there are no little people. You know what I mean? It's like a complete power paradigm shift. But if there's you, none but, of this division, but the difference with is Jesus of, of what color you are, where your background was. Yeah, not, there's none you, of that. But no religion, no other religion, every other religion on the planet says if you work hard and you strength, you know, you're strong enough, you you yeah. you can make it. This one here is he's he's talking about dying, you dying, 
you serving. I mean, that's the, that's the, that, I, that's what I yeah, mean. That's I, the, I think the basis though is what yeah. makes it stand out different because not no other religion you take, does everything. You and you take insults with a smile. Oh, well, you're, yeah, you're I mean, supposed you, to be broken. We we you know? when we did Colossians and and when we did the Book of Hebrews, it's it, the both of those books get at this message that all the things that the the Israel kind of put on a pedestal, Jesus came and not just abolished them, he fulfilled them. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he fulfilled the law. Uh, he he fulfilled the prophecy. He became the temple. You know, he is the high priest. I mean he it's like he's the lamb. He's the lamb. He, you know, and so yeah. like you got this this person, like everything is being fulfilled and accomplished in, in the person of Jesus. And I think that's why his presence was so offensive to the power structure because just him being there, I mean, you think about like heaven and earth are meeting at this moment in a person who is God in flesh. And it's just, I mean, it, that's why you say, why did Jesus have to die? I mean, uh, I, I pulled this up while ago in Galatians chapter four. That goes to the heart of his resume. Yeah. Yeah, you, that's his re- the purpose for being there. Well, it also goes to the heart of this is received. This is not something you accomplish. It's Plus, something that's received. It's a, it's a gift. It's in and and in, uh, in Galatians it's free, unlike the temple yeah, worship. <laughs> well, it cost. It's free to us, but it cost cost him his life. You know, going back oh. to our earlier question, though, and I think this is you could you could ask this of Jesus in any regard, uh, w- whether it's the law, whether it's the prophets, whether it's the temple, whether it's whatever. But w- speaking of the law, Galatians says, "Is why did Jesus have to die? Why the law then? Like why even have the law? It was added because of transgressions, having been ordained through the angels by the agency." of a mediator until the seed would come to whom the promise had been made. Now, a mediator is not for one partly only, whereas God is only one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? May it never be. And this is the line I want to hone in on. For if a law had been given, which was able to impart life, then righteousness would indeed have been based on law. In other words, if if you could have got righteousness, if anybody had kept it. If there could have been a way, if there was a way to make you right through the law, then yeah, that's that would have been done. But, but we know the purpose of the law is to make sin exceedingly sinful. That's why he says here. But the scripture has shut up everyone under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus might be given to those rather who than in in everything. The wages of sin is death. In fact, sin, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. That's why Jesus came and went through what he went through and did what he did. Yep. And that's why it was so easily missed. Let's take another break. It's hard to grasp why anyone would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing crime, and an open border, but it seems to keep happening. Uh, The left keeps getting funded, and also the big carriers get funded as well, which is why we love our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they want to make it easy for you to try their service. So give them 60 days to show you why you can trust them. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you get a third month for free, plus free activation. 
They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. They use all the same towers as the three major carriers, so you're not going to lose any uh, quality. You get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. The things that we love, these guys love. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. So if you're fed up with these woke companies, give these guys a try. Make the switch today. Get a free month of service plus free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash Phil. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. So can I read this now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Hang on, before you do, let me let me read this to this other point before you move on. Back to Pilate's discussion with Jesus. Don't you realize, Pilate said, I have power either to free you or crucify you? In that moment. Yeah, he had he, power. I, I'm the power guy. Don't you realize what I can do? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. Which is an incredible response because he's <laughs> yeah. acknowledging, on one level, he's acknowledging Pilate's authority and power. Right. But then he's superseding it by saying, oh, you got power because I gave it to I you. I gave it to yeah. you before yeah. I came yeah. here. Weird I mean, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's hard it's to a mind your, bender. It's yeah. so hard All to right, Jason, head around get us that. back to our tech. So, so we have this pivot here. He just acknowledged, you know, yes, I'm son of David. He heals the guy. Chapter 11, he says, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany, which are, we, we've gone over, that these were the place. He knew these people. Mm -hmm. they, they were his biggest fans. Yeah. Now, granted, it was because the miracles they saw. But that's okay. At the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, <laughs> Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter, you'll find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. It was unbroken. Mm. Mm. What does it mean? Untie it and bring it here. Now, if anybody asks you, why are you doing this, tell him. And this is where we're getting this king and this royalty angle. Because he tells them to do something that only a king could go out into the land and declare yeah. A statement like this, <clears throat> tell them the Lord needs it and we'll send it back here shortly. <laughs> Who does that? I mean, if somebody knocks on your door and says, hey, the Lord needs this, <laughs> what like, are you going to say? Like, you, well, you tell the Lord, <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> if he wants it, come come uh, get me. Who was, hey, it, that, who was it that came to one of y'all and said, the Lord told me to tell you? Uh, no, there wasn't no who was it. That's happened many times. And Phil, thankfully, gave us the response. You know how you come up with yeah. a response when that happens? Because yeah. Phil's like, well, the Lord didn't tell me. <laughs> He's just a middle man. Probably <laughs> should have told me on this, on this one. So if they'd have came and asked for Phil's donkey, Phil would have said he didn't tell me. <laughs> Which we've said, if the Lord tells you something that you can't corroborate with the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, but the Lord probably had already orchestrated maybe this event, and probably well, there, had... there's a lot of debate here. Yeah, I mean I read all the debates about it because a lot of people say, well, he he had, he was using this supernatural knowledge, and yeah, I my opinion is I think he just this is where he lived, 
and they, he knew all these people, and they he knew who loved him and who didn't. Yeah. I'm sure he'd had conversation. I mean, the Bible's not giving us every detailed minute of his right. 30 Because it doesn't years. really say, and it's, and it's controversial, but I think the, the point is, and William Lane Craig makes this point, that the, the point is, is that we have to recognize in this moment that Jesus is sovereign over his own death. Oh, yeah. That he knows what he's getting into. He is intentionally fulfilling the prophecy of of, uh, of Zechariah. That said, was done before the beginning of the world. That's exactly right. So I'm he's sure not he like, knew this guy that had a conversation. One day I may need this this call. Okay, just let me know, you know, because it's like the Lord needs it. Okay. I mean, that's it. it yeah. There's no... I mean, there's a lot of little subtle points you could make here about being coming to Jesus broken and the fact that he's riding a, you know, an unbroken colt. Which means I I heard um, the late R.C. Sproul talked about this when he and his he has a whole thing on Mark and he talked about that this was this was indicative of of the kingship of Jesus because a king. Nobody rode the king's horse mm-hmm. or the king's donkey. Or the That's king. a good point. Nobody rode it. Mm-hmm. The only person that could ever ride the king's donkey was the king. So part of this declaration of saying, go get me one that's never been read, a road, is is Jesus declaring his kingship and saying, like, when I come down on this cult, like, I'm making a statement here. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's And that statement is, my, is that I, I am the king. I'm the coming of the king. Never been ridden, by the way. Not, never I, I, okay. actually thought, I actually thought that. What did I say? You said never been rode. Well, you, I yeah. said that to see if y'all would catch it, and y'all did. So congratulations. This kind of sums it up there, there Zach. Paul, a servant of God, this was said to Titus, the first paragraph. Uh, he was uh, an apostle of Jesus Christ. That's who I am for the faith of God's elect. He said, that's who I am, the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. I understand that. A faith and knowledge, I have that, resting on the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. Mm. And at his appointed season, he brought his word to light through preaching and trusted to me by the command of our God, our Savior. He yeah. said, I'm just going over That's good. what Jesus has already finalized before time. So this, this, so this wasn't an accident. This wasn't like, no. oh, uh-oh, the, the plan has changed. This was... Yeah, can no. y'all go get me a, a cult yeah. to ride it? No. No. No, he, he, that, I agree. So verse 4, they went, found a cult outside the street, tied in the doorway. As they untied it, some people said, hey, what are y'all doing? Untying the coat. You got to, when you say that, Jesse, you got to push your hat back a little bit and have a cigarette hanging out of your mouth. Hey, what what are y'all doing out there? Well, and they might have already (laughs) reserved that for Jesus. And so they're like, who are y'all? Okay, yeah. Somebody's stealing your donkey. Yeah. So they they answered as Jesus had told them, which was the Lord needs it. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and so they let the people go. When they brought the coat to Jesus, and they threw their cloaks over it. He sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road while others spread branches. They had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna. And this is, uh, where is this from? Al? Some Psalm. Psalm 118. Yeah, Psalm 118. Hosanna, which means, you know, Lord save us. Which is interesting that they're that they're getting it here. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom 
of our father David. So they're acknowledging they're, he's the king. Yep. Yeah. Hosanna in the highest. So Jesus entered Jerusalem, went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out. He went back to Bethany with the 12. All right, so let's take a break. So the holidays are definitely the most exciting time of the year. We got Thanksgiving, we got Christmas, we got all kinds of cool stuff. It's obviously a big deal in our family. And so we've got a really good uh, gift idea. Uh, for something that we all enjoy on the podcast, all all three, well, four families, including Zach's, that's on this uh, podcast, we use bowl and branch sheets. They're very high quality. Uh, the more you sleep on them and wash them, the better they feel. Uh, they they call it the buttery feel effect. They they use the 100% organic cotton. It's the finest on the earth. They have no toxins, pesticides, or anything like that. Uh, they have design and colors for every bedroom style, every mattress size. They've also got a 30-night worry-free guarantee with free shipping and returns on all orders. So you're going to love it or you can send it back, but you won't. Um, they come wrapped and ready in a beautiful holiday gift box. So it's a great gift that you can give. Look special, feel special. This Cyber Monday, give a better night's sleep to everyone on your list with bowl and branch sheets. You're going to get 25% off site-wide plus free shipping when you use the promo code Robertson at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com. Use the promo code Robertson. Offer ends December 4th. So then the next day, they're leaving Bethany. Jesus was hungry, seeing, seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit, which is an interesting statement. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple area and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables, money changers, benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, is it not written? And I love this, this quote he chose from, uh, Isaiah 56, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this, began looking for a way to kill him. Uh For they feared him because the the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. Now, I'll stop right here because what I concluded big picture wise is when Jesus went public, People loved him and they hated him, mm-hmm. which is what the extremes you, you're starting to see the ex, extremes manifest themselves. You well, see look, it the today, same, every day. Yeah. Same thing happened in our lives. Yeah, the question. Look, when our little duck show came out at first, well, people, the reason we had so many viewers, you know, like season two, in, I mean, we're getting up into the 12 million range and. But once they realize, oh, wait a minute, these people are, they believe in Jesus and they're using this as a platform to get Jesus out. Well, you know what happened when that public knowledge happened? (laughs) A lot of people loved us and a lot of people hated us. That's right. And I want to tell this funny story. Well, we were, I was talking. You you, you read our YouTube comments and it's like, it's so funny. Like, you, you, obviously, it's skewed more to people that love us there, but they'll trickle in. 
And it's, but that's the thing. That's what they hate. They hate the representation of, the, of Jesus. Well, I remember somebody sending me some kind of rating system of, of our show or whatever. And after, you know, all the controversy happened and we, and pretty much we were out of the closet as far as Jesus followers, well, they showed me some graph and the, the top, and it was like a scale from one to 10 on people. You, you could like vote on what you thought of the show or whatever. And the top four were nine and 10 and one and two. <laughs> yep. Yep. You either hate it or love it. There's no, yeah, no, no middle ground. There's no middle ground, which is very interesting. But I think you can see that here. And you also see the different attributes of God at work here. Yeah, you do. It may be with the frustration, which requires justice and holiness and forgiveness and a different kind of defined power that's going to really make which is a, which the, is the a Jewish point. leaders uncomfortable. Because I, I think that's a question that you can ask here is why? Like, what is it that would make half the people hate you, speaking of Jesus here, and half the people love you? I think the people that hate Jesus hate him because he threatens their power. Yeah. And the uh, people oh, that I, love Jesus love him because he, he gives them hope. He's by so, his power. That's right. He yeah. so loved the world. Yeah. Not just loved it. He so loved it. He sent his son, Jesus. Well, because, it's like the it's, reason that when we get to the burial, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, the reason they were secret disciples, because they were both members of the Sanhedrin, which would eventually contribute to Jesus dying. But you realize the reason they were in secret, because if they go all in on Jesus, guess what? They lose their power. Right. Yep. I mean, but, even but, yeah. the believers had a hard well, time. Zach, isn't that the base of what the whole political divide is in our country today? Do yeah. Are the people empowered or are the leaders empowered? I mean, that that's the divide by which we are divided Well, eventually out. they're yeah. going to get it right because at the end they do the most serving thing you could do, which was a service job. That's right. Of, of well, you think about, like, yeah, our current political climate is – yeah, it's but either but to Phil's and point, and I realize here, there's nuances, but I'm saying, but both it, but both sides are divorced from from. So that's the thing you've got of the power of the people or the power of the the tyrants or whatever. But it's like like anarchy or tyranny. Yeah, which one do you want? I right. mean, I don't want either. And I think that what Jesus brought was a paradigm change and shift in power. Mm. So like when we're looking at what Jesus is saying is is and this is his kingdom ethic and and kingdom uh, principle is that is that to be first is to be last. So he's he's flipping the whole dynamic. That's the whole thing here. Like I'm coming on this donkey. You people think this is going to be one way. Just hang on for just about six days, five, five right. days. Like you're going to see what's about to happen. Yep. It's not going to work out like you think. Mm-hmm. But but there's a big but there because of what Jace mentioned earlier. Day eight. Like there's a big that day eight's a big deal. Oh, they're gonna. You know? he, he's planting all these seeds. So they can go back, and there's several places in the gospel where so they didn't understand at the moment, but later they would look back on this and say, oh, 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 and that's what's going to happen. I want to read this next paragraph because this is another thing we've talked about overall. Let me, I, before you read that, let me say one thing, because right. day eight is is huge, but, but day eight also paves the way Jesus said in, in, in the gospel of John that, that he had to leave, he had to ascend. The, the ascension, you know, and that's that's very important because if if I don't leave, he says, then he's not coming. That's right. And it's talking about the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah. So the end of this thing is a new temple in the prototype of Jesus himself in his own body. There's a new temple that's going to happen when we when we are united with Christ in baptism. And what that symbolizes in Romans chapter 6 is our body. Now we become the new temple that the Holy Spirit lives in. So when, when it says God with us, Emmanuel, God with us, and he dwelt among men, like like that's that that is fully accomplished through the Holy Spirit, who now, I mean, like He is in us, everywhere, right? Wherever well, we go, which is what makes the indestructible Marxist. life, indestructible life Marxist. that, that we talked about before. Let's take our last break. Go ahead, Dad. So in verse twenty, he picks it up. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. So now, I mean, it's one thing you curse, but now this thing's dying. Peter overnight. Yeah, remembered and said it was actually a miracle. Yeah. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the the tree you cursed has withered. <laughs> like, like he's surprised. This is what you call roundup. <laughs> we're we're still surprised. <laughs> yeah. Just remember this if you're on the hating Jesus side. Yeah. You know, it it's your it's your life's not gonna work out. It's gonna seem like it's cursed, and then in the day it's just withered. That that's yeah. the final yeah. analysis. You don't want to be on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Have faith in God, Jesus answered, which is, here we're back to this thing about we receive the salvation from God. I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, there's our key word, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold it, Hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven may f- forgive you your sins. And the reason I, I wanted to attach this to this, because most people, and in my past, when I read this, I was like, man, what's he talking about? I mean, if you say go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt, it'll happen. I mean, it seems kind of crazy. But that's why when you connect the dots and realize who you have, who you're surrendered to, he has everything that we just got through reading two chapters earlier. Nothing is impossible. All thing, all things are possible for those who believe because you have access to the richest man in the world, the creator of the universe. So when you read these statements, it's basically you have an unlimited amount of options, power, being in him. Right. So you can make statements like this because if he's doing what's best in your life, you're obviously going to be fine. Great things are imminent. For Which those. is why I think he opens it by saying, "Have faith in God," because you got a lot of people say, "Well, I, I mean, I believe fully. I, this prayer didn't get answered the way I wanted it answered. I mean, this Jesus yeah. must not know what he's talking about." So wait a minute. It said, "Have faith in God." What if it's not in your best interest? Exactly. Yeah. That's where we're going to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, Dallas Willard talks about this in, in his book, Renovation of the Heart, about when we're transformed into to Christ's image, then we become the kind of people that get to do whatever we want, which is love Jesus. Well, right. Which is what you'll want. So you, so it's 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 that's the place. And I, so I think when you, you mentioned in Jesus, we pray in Jesus' name, and we receive whatever we ask in his name. That's a big point. Whatever we ask in his name. That's it. What's in his name? 
what's in his will, what's in his character, what's in what does God want? That's what we're when we're asking for these things in Jesus's name, we're saying like, like this is for your glory, God. And so like like that may I may get that answer different than I anticipated <sighs> because I don't understand fully his Which his, is why he said when he said, You don't want to know how to pray? And then he said, Thy will be done. Your will be done. <clears throat> so it starts out with I've submit myself to God's will. And when he said you know, give us our daily bread. He didn't say pump up our 401k. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I mean, well, everything was are, about. As human beings, if you go back to the rich young ruler, he did the same thing. He, he's repeating himself. But some people, especially religious yeah. people, when he got down to the end, he said, look, with you know, how hard is it for a rich man to get in heaven? He's like, it's like a camel going through the eye of the needle. And then he says, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Then he goes on to say, no one who has left home or brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, fields, will, for me in the gospel, will fail to receive a hundred times as much at the present age and the time to come. But as religious people, we're like, now when exactly? Because you said that, that's right. and I asked for it. Where is it at? Right. Because keep cause, looking cause up. Because it's so funny. Because the Pharisees got this. They 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 were tracking with Jesus with what he was saying. Because what did that? What did the very next thing they went to? Who authority? <laughs> Who? Yeah. yeah. Well, so what's look. the very next thing? Is he going to go to here? Authority. I think, I think Peter said it best. You were chosen from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. Jesus walking in there clearing out the temple. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect, he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Mm -hmm. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, Love one another deeply from the heart, for you have been born again, but of perishable seed, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. And you read the gospel of Mark, that's exactly, you see it unfold, exactly what he laid out there. Mm. It, it just unfolded. Had to be. Had to be, yeah. I, 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 lo I love how he ends with this in Mark 11, like the Pharisees obviously are feeling the threat to the power structure, which is, so that's why they, they moved the, the whole conversation. They're like, we see you doing all this stuff. Who's authority? Yeah. Because that's what, it, that's what you're getting to, even in the prayers, even yep. in all that. We're, what we're saying is, I want, I want your blessing, God. I want your blessing, Jesus, but I want to maintain my own authority. I want to maintain my own sovereignty, my own autonomy. So, like, give me the, uh, it's it's what uh, I think Mark Sears well, says, it. it's the kingdom without the king. And without the giving of the spirit, there would be no decided change in the people. Yeah. The ones right. now, the ones who have the spirit of God in them, Peter was talking about it, love one another deeply from the heart. That's all that's required. It's not like with this work and that and me and doing this and doing well, that. Well, then, just love, love your neighbor, love God, love your neighbor. The but, next few paragraphs are going to get in in the next chapter too about the political ramifications, mm -hmm. the him predicting his death again, and who he's from. You know, through a parable and this authority thing, which has been a constant theme since we started this. Yep. You know, who do you think you are? So I'll just briefly hit it because now look, he 
Jesus, now you talking about we have a lot of fun arguing and trying to get each other. But, boy, I tell you, when you have a theological dissertation with Jesus, I mean, you... (laughs) He will shut you down. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, he came up with something. They've been studying this since the beginning of time. He's saying, they Zach, thought in they, your, your language, yeah. bye-bye to eschatology. <laughs> you won this debate. <laughs> said nothing. So I want to mention that we can <laughs> talk about it in overtime. But So in verse 27, they arrived again in Jerusalem. And while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, chief priests, here comes the teachers of the law and the elders. And they said, by what authority are you doing these things? They asked. Because you got to remember, he had driven out the temple. He's given them this withering uh, various, <laughs> various messages that just ripping them and who gave you the authority to do this jesus replied okay he didn't say okay but he said i will ask you one question answer me and i will tell you by what authority i'm doing these things john's baptism was it from heaven or from men tell me it just it was a yeah it was a cricket (laughs) so they started having private discussions they Discussed it among themselves and said, well, It was like well, a huddle from the well, family feud. No, I, I, I was literally going to say that it was like, uh, Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. <laughs> let's all get together over here. So, if we say it was from heaven, he will say, Well, why didn't you believe him? I mean, what are you denying what's heaven? But if we say it's from men, they feared the people for everyone held that John really was a prophet. Now, that's kind of a parenthetical that Mark put in there because they're just like, from him, we're going to be throwing John to bed. I mean, he just died. I mean, that doesn't sound good. I mean, we can't, what can we do here? So they the answered, only thing that's missing from this and Family Feud is the terrible answer that says, good answer, good yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they answered Jesus, we don't know. Now, surprisingly, Jesus said, well, then neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. <laughs> it was he stop. never answered the no, question. No, he didn't answer the question. He didn't answer his own question because it really wasn't about that. It was about authority and trust. And because he knew the motive of their question, that it didn't matter what he would have said. They weren't going to believe it anyway, no. which was his point. You place all your things on politics, which is what they were doing with John the Baptist. Isn't it great that you don't have hard-headed people out there now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why stuff, when I read this stuff <laughs> like this, and I say, you know what? I may not be very smart, but I am in really good standing with the smartest person that's ever. Not only was he the richest man, he was the smartest man in the yeah. world. So uh, so that's it for this podcast. We are going to talk a little bit more about that in overtime. And Jason, you're right. It was a good tease for next podcast because the next couple of things that happen, I think, illustrate the authority, even though he doesn't yeah. get into it. So well, I, well, I was going to ask you all who the smartest man in the world was, but I actually thought you all would have got that right. Yeah, that one we would have got. got that you, right. You wouldn't get us twice. BlazeTV.com slash unashamed, uh, $10 off if you use the promo code Phil. So follow us over, and we're going to hash it a little bit more on this. Uh, and and let, me, uh, let, me re- let me say one thing. If you're interested in the movie, i got to give the plug. Plug it. you got to go to theblindmovie.com, theblindmovie.com, and put your email in, and we'll keep you guys updated on what we're doing. We're going to have prizes and 
special things, special so things. You, you win a I like it when you get in your little ad giving. It's, <laughs> you you become a character of yourself. It's funny. It's or like a you're doing color yeah. commentary for a wrestling event. Yeah, thank you, Jace. Go to the blindmovie.com. <laughs> blindmovie.com. Uh, the, fir- the first time I was on this podcast, you and Phil roasted me like I've never been roasted. <laughs> And I have to feel like at any moment, that Rick, initiation. Yeah. I feel like Rick Flair is going to appear over the <laughs> left shoulder and <laughs> go, woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll see you in overtime. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.